that is the Gold Cup hero. Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Race Hour podcast brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.co.uk and of course Fansbet, our sponsors all the way through the National Season 2021-2022. It's myself, Dean Ryan, in the towers of bookmakers.co.uk. Dermot Nolan is here. Hello, Dino. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Dermot. Good to have you. And um, we've got some good stuff to talk about. We've got a couple of other panellists, though, to introduce. Kean Kirby is back. Cheers, Dean. Uh, yeah, keeping well, just back from a uh, holiday in Tenerife, so full steam ahead for Cheltenham now. Wonderful. Bit of a tan on your back, a little bit of sun in the air. Exactly. That's nice. Um, it's not that hot in Tenerife this time of year, though, is it? Uh, it's about 22, 23 degrees, so definitely more than Ireland, so not complaining. Yeah, well, that's not difficult. Yeah, fair play, fair play. Good to have you back. Cheers. David Weldon is also here. How's it going, Dean? Uh, no trips away from me, unfortunately, but delighted to be here. Good man, good man. This is like a trip into uh, into the you know the ethers of Cheltenham. Anyway, you will enjoy that. Um, this week on the Race Hour podcast, we're going to have a quick catch up about Dysart Dynamo, of course, who won the Moscow Flyer. Bob Ollinger, who won the Kildare Novice Chase with no fences, which was a little bit odd. Um, and then we'll be getting stuck into our Cheltenham preview section this week. It is the Ryanair Chase. And then also we will cover the Mayor's Chase at Cheltenham. Uh, then we'll take a break. And after that, we'll be back for a weekend preview where we will look across the cards at Ascot, Haydock and the Millions at Lingfield. All good. We'll cover anything else. We'll do our naps. Uh, quick catch up on last week. Of course, don't forget the fans bet uh, free to play tipping game was uh, in action. Do you believe there were seven winners? Fair play. Uh, this week, um, the races will be the two o'clock at Haydock. The Peter Mars Chase also at Haydock, that's at 2.35. And the Clarence House, of course, we're looking forward to discussing that later on on the pod. Uh, you can get involved. Do sign up through Fansbet with the exclusive offer on bookmakers.co.uk and get involved. Also, our naps from the weekend tipping will be put into a Twitter poll again. Unfortunately, all those merry listeners who sided with me last week, uh, <laughs> we had the worst of the the worst of the luck, unfortunately, Marie's Rock. But uh, Don McLean's nap went in with Caribbean Boy. And I believe the other two lads, Dave and Dermo, managed to find second. So uh, do pick better this week and uh, we'll see how we go. <laughs> I'm not taking the blame. It's, it's all passed over to Twitter. Uh, I, love, I love the way the lads enjoy that. Right, okay. Uh, let's let's get stuck in then. We'll do this pretty quick, I would imagine. Dysart Dynamo winning the Moscow Flyer. Uh, you had to be impressed, Dermanon. I was brilliant, yeah. Uh, look, he's a horse that we've spoken about a good bit on this podcast and he buried he buried the fields, you know, as in there was criticism for Davy Russell and Mark Walsh for not getting closer. I just don't don't think they were they were actually able to. Um he just he buried them and it was a serious performance. His, his jumping at times maybe a small bit scratchy team, but what I love is that when he hits the ground, either way, he's flying away from his hurdle again like a really good one. You know, um Altior used to do that a good bit. He he'd kind of half hit one, but it, it, it didn't arrest his kind of progress at all, you know. Um and Dysart Dynamo did that the whole way along. It's developing into one hell of a supreme. I, an article today on, on bookmakers at College UK about kind of trying to break it all up, Dean. And the way I'm kind mm. of looking at the whole thing going forward now is like, I'm not, I'm going to avoid the first three, I think, because I'm not sure what there is between Constitution Hill, John Bon, and Dysart Dynamo because I see people on social media and they're arguing with each other about this, the kind of strength of the form between the three of them. Sure, that's a nonsense mm. debate, you know, as in like, we never know the strength of a novice hurdle until like a good few months afterwards. Um, so like the three of them ha- have been flawless 
in what they've done. Dyson Dynamo to me looks like a bit of a beast. Now he could still go Ballymore, but that scream to me is a, a supreme performance. And um, I think he's 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 the one of the three that I will be backing at the moment. You know, I, I, I think he's very special. Um, but as far as the front three in that supreme market go now, I think I'll be avoiding it and opting for something like Mighty Potter maybe on the day. But as the performance itself goes, Dean, yeah, it was very, very special. When you're going mad, you know, the advice is never to really write it down and send it around the world, <laughs> around the universe. But you've done that on bookmakers.co.uk. Everyone should go and have a read of, uh, of Dermo's piece there on the website. Uh, Key, and I come to you, you know, should Dysart Dynamo take on uh, Duvan's brother and Johnny Duvan, uh, John Bond, or should he, take, should he be uh, you know, wary of that one and Constitution Hill and head to the Ballymore? Yeah, just watching the um, machine, Dean, it looks like he's going to go for the uh, Supreme. Obviously, Willie Mullins won the Moscow Flyer with Vultor and Duvan, and they both went on to win the Supreme. So, yeah, that looks like the route he's going to take. Um, he look, yeah, he looks like a machine. He looks almost like a, another undersaw. He just gets to the front, and not even go to gallop. He's going, and he just absolutely hacks up. The only thing I will say is the form was slightly let down. Like the two market leaders, um, Guyly Billy and Y Game, were both pulled up. So he didn't beat like top class rivals, but Again, he's like a, a massive chance in the Supreme. And as Dermo said, like what a race it could be with John Bond, Constitution Hill and um, Dysart Dynamo. So yeah, looking forward to it. Yep, it's all set up. It's all set up. Dave, he went and won by, what, 19 lengths or something on the day and the others maybe didn't perform. It's just a race course gallop, no? No, no, I think it was better than that. Um, the time suggests um, it was a good performance. It was quicker than two maiden hurdles on the card that day. Um, on soft going, making all yourself um, while he was still very keen as well. So, um, there's a lot to like about the performance. I agree with Dermot, there's not much between the three of them um, at the head of the Supreme Market. We might learn a bit more about John Bond tomorrow against Might I, who ran against Constitution Hill. Yep. Um, but I, I, I think if you're back, want to back one of them, back the bigger price because, as I said, there's not much between the three of them. And you will definitely, Dysart Dynamo is going to go probably the classical dream route and try and make all um, the way he carries himself and stuff like that. So I, I thought it was very good. Um, it, it, as Keane said, the race kind of fell apart. But then you've Gringo Dobrell, who finished third in the in the cello behind um, that Dicky, uh, Paul Nichols horse stage there. Stage, is it? stage there, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that brings a bit of substance to the form as well. But um, yeah, like the race did fall apart a little bit. But Dysart made it fall apart, would be my take on it. Fair enough. Yep. Well, you can only do what he did, which was kick them all out the way and the rest can, you know, make their own excuses. Um, let's talk about Bob Ollinger, Dave, because um, he's improving for sure. Um, fencing looks, technique looks good, although we didn't get to see him jump too many at, at the weekend. Um, he's a bit of a superstar. I don't think we need to crib on too much about Bob Ollinger, but all is going to plan. All's going to plan. Um, he improved from his beginners to here, which is all you can ask for. Um, they were toying with the idea of running a Dublin Racing Festival. I don't think they will. Personally, would like to see him have another run before they go to Cheltenham. Um, be touch and go whether they get that in or not. Um, between now and then, target wise and stuff like that. But again, this race kind of fell apart a little bit as well. Like Cap Capando, uh, Capando is looking like going towards National Hunt Chase to get him qualified. Um, so Bob looked in a bit of trouble turning for home, and then his speed kicked in. Um, and Gallard de Manil is a bit of a, a shadow of the horse he was last year. Um, that's two bad runs now he's put in. So I, I wouldn't be getting carried away with Bob. I certainly wouldn't be backing him at odds on for Cheltenham. Um, I'd be looking to get him beat at that price. But if you're on at fancy prices, you're more than happy. 
Oh, yeah, you'd be more than happy, all right. I mean, is there a necessity for another run for Bob Ollinger after that race, Kean? Uh, no, I think he'd go straight to Cheltenham. I think I, they were talking about the idea of going for the, um, the grade one at Limerick over Christmas, but I think it was a good call skipping that because the ground was very heavy, so he'd be a bit fresher for this. Um, he was good the first time out of Gorham, but I thought he improved again at Punchestown. He jumped a lot slicker, and uh, I thought we learned a bit about him. He came off the bridle, and I think that Capitano was probably... Uh, horse to put put in the notebook i think he could win a, a big race this season so yeah all, all in all i was impressed with bob Ollinger. and i think if he's anything around even money on the day for the um the match i think he's a bet at that price i think he'll he'll blitz the field yep and plenty might uh might want to avoid taking on bob Ollinger. demo what impressed me was that there was a moment there we had to come off the bridle and actually had to dig in i think the fence has been taken out um made that slightly more required than maybe it might have been if they'd been steadying into fences they went but you know the head went down the speed came out yeah i love the performance dean and that inside track at punches down that's that's a tight track too so if you have ground to make up you you kind of have to come off the bridle too you know no matter how good you are um and Capadano, like it has to be said, I mean, he beat Gayer de Vanille the time before. Now, Gayer de Vanille does not look the same horse this season at all, but he beat Gayer de Vanille um, the time before, despite headbutting a fence, like as in he'd, he'd basically stopped and still got back up to one to win. Capadano, just because he wasn't competing in those grade one novice hurdles, he ended up winning a handicap unbelievably easy late in the season. And, and that's a JP McManus plot as opposed to you know, a horse not being good enough. This is kind of similar happened with Carlingford Lock. If you remember, he ended up winning a few races at Galway before he went on to win an Irish Gold Cup. You know, as in yep. just the, the route these JP McManus horses take doesn't isn't conducive to, to, to their ability at times. So he's an excellent horse. The reaction on Twitter was, and kind of like a few uh, pundits was, it was just weird. I, I don't know what they expect from Bob Ollinger. Um, he's a horse having a second start. The form of his chases is stacking up now. Um, the horse in third in Goran Park, Master McShee, he, he went on to win a grade one, and uh, Bob Ollinger had buried him. Um, I know Bacardi's in second letting down, but he's getting on. And this run, the the, the form of it, like I know Gaird de Menil underperformed Dean, but he's over 40 lengths behind him. Um, like, like... This is a, a serious performance. I just do not understand what's, what these pundits want sometimes from, from a novice chaser. Um, he, he'll go to Cheltenham. They're looking like the Dublin Racing Festival, but they need, he said he wants suitable ground for that, Henry de Brom had said, and Leperstown is lately is showing that, that they're, they're kind of struggling to get that kind of suitable ground through, through brilliant drainage. So where they go next, God only knows. I wouldn't be shocked to see him go straight to the festival, but as far as favourites goes for a race like the Turner's Novices Chase, um, I think he's well clear of everything else, as he proved at the at the Challenge Festival last year. Yep, 11 to 10 on with fans bet for that Turner's Novices Chase at the festival, and that is Bob Ollinger. Okay, why don't we take a little quick breather, but we'll get stuck into the uh, Ryanair Chase, which is the first of our focus races for the Challenge Festival on this week's podcast. Uh, Demo, I'm, well, I'm going to ask everyone the same question, but Demo, I'm going to come to you first. Are we taking on Alaho? Um, and do you have a fancy to take him on with? It's okay if Alaho is uh, the one that you want to put up, but uh, do you have a fancy? Let's go. At the moment, yeah, I want to take him on. Um, the performance in the John Durkin was good, but I, I you know, he, he was probably going to be beaten by the the big grey dope, um, you know, and he he really the great white dope, the big white dope, even sorry, and the, you know he <laughs> he probably was going to be beaten that day. I thought anyway, but by the way they were travelling, um. You just can't get away though from how devastatingly good he was in last year's Ryanair. You know he he was superb, yeah. but there's plenty of each way angles as a result of his short price. 
Um, he could well show up in that exact same form last season. Willie Mullins is the king at it. We'll find out a bit more this weekend about Alaho. Um, he takes a good while to get fit, apparently, because of the size of him, uh, which, again, is more than understandable. But just there could just be a little chink in his armour, you know, two runs going into Cheltenham again. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to take him on. And I think St. Calvados is the one here um, at kind of 10 to 1 or so. Um, he's he's first of all the the trainer upgrade is huge. Um, the the performance in the King George is the second point. I mean, it was a very strange ride by Gavin Sheehan. The pace was frantic early. The pace was dying away, and then he he went to inject more pace, which just completely blew the whole race wide open. And he went from holding up to try and get home to all of a sudden leading too early, and um, very very sad for him that he lost his job as a result. Of that ride but obviously paul nichols just feels like his his guys could do a better job so harry cobden coming on more than likely he's another jockey upgrade as well um so it's all there from um he arguably in 2020 against mindy and i know we were very pro on min but he could have won that ryanair that day um and we got know. away with it that day yeah, uh, yeah you know and he he hit the was it the third last or the second last he hit that quite badly and then had to come through and min was a brilliant ride from Paul Town and kind of won that race really. Um, so St. Calvados now under Harry Cobden at 10 to one. I just do. I, I, I really fancy him. And, um, last year it was very strange that they held him off all year for the Ryanair. And then when the ground didn't come up right, they pulled him out in the day, which was a waste of a season really, but he's back now. We know he handles the track. We know he's in great form and, uh, there could be a few more pounds to come from this horse just yet. Okay. Alaho is currently the 13 to 8 favourite with our sponsor, Fans Bet. And St. Calvados is clear second favourite with them at 17 to 2. Uh, Dermo, I'm going to move on from you and move over to Kian. Kian, the Ryanair, are you taking on Alaho? Yeah, I think you have to, um, Dean. As Dermo said there, like if a steer in Falange was probably going to beat him in the John Durkin, he wouldn't be 7 to 4. He'd be more like maybe a 3 to 1 shot. So he did look laboured that day. Uh, he was brilliant in the Ryanair last year, but. I'm not sure is he the same. I mean, we'll find out more on Sunday, but I'm not sure is he the same horse um, this year as he was last year. Um, so I think you've got to be taking him on at the moment. Uh, the one I like uh, from an each way point of view, he's a bit of a forgotten horse, I suppose, is um, Shan Blue. Um, at the start of the season, he was dancing all over that Charlie Hall field. He would, I think he was about 20 lengths clear with two fences to go or three fences to go, and he fell. So if they can, if they can get him back into form, I'm not sure if they're going to get another run into him between now and the festival. Um, but if they can get him in that in that Charlie Hall form back to Cheltenham, and if they can ride him properly, I think he's a serious chance at a, a ten to one. So he'd be my pick. Yep, shout there for Sham Blue in the two fifty. That is the Ryanair Cheltenham. I don't know why I'm saying the race. Once he's not harried, that's the kind of thing, isn't it? <laughs> well, this is the this is the thing. Sham Blue has had an unfortunate. Everybody wanted to say. <laughs> I think that's probably why I was stalling. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love Shamblu, and him first time up would be uh, would be a big factor. I think he goes very well first time up, and if they can get him right, he's definitely in the mix. David Weldon, um, are you going to echo Shamblu here? Yeah, I like Shamblu. He, he probably the price is probably right at the moment if he's going there fresh, um, first time up. Uh, he probably given his previous issues falling at in the Charity Hall and the way he ran at Cheltenham in the in the Chantry House race last year would give you some concern. Um, I think you have to take on Alaho though. Like that was a freak performance last year in the Ryanair. Um and it could have left a mark on him. Um I know he ran behind Shackland then um at Punch Down Festival and he came back from John Durkin was a bit 
underwhelm and say um, a bit scrappy and a lot wear that day. Um, I'm going to take him on with the horse finish second last year. Now he, I know he was beating 12 lengths, uh, Fackard of Dairies, but he went on to hack up a entry next time after that. He came back to Punchstown, finished third in the uh, Irish Gold Cup. Made a good re- seasonal reappearance at uh, Clonmel and then ran into John Durkin to finish fourth behind Alaho. And his jumping in the John Durkin was horrendous. He's never jumped as bad. Um, so you can forgive him that. He still only finished beating eight lengths. Um, he's about an eight, nine to one shot. I think he's going again on uh, Sunday against Alaho. So we'll learn a bit more there. Um, and then on, on to the Ryanair. It's his only target. He's definitely going to run the race. Um, he, they won't get the Gold Cup trip. They won't drop him back to the champion chase. That's too hot. So he's definitely going to run here. He's a great each way chance. I, he, it, very hard to kick him out the front tree. Nine to one with fans bet is Faka Duderis. Ten to one is Sham Blur. Um, okay, now it might take a bit of convincing here, and I'm going to see what the panel think about this. But M um, for Allen um, should run in this race. I'd love him to go for a Gold Cup, but I think we know that that's not going to happen. Uh, with Henry de Bromhead's stranglehold on the race now and the horse being there. And it hasn't looked the same horse um, since departing Gordon Elliott's yard. But in saying that, he's run three times this season, won twice. He disappointed in a John Durkin when going off seventh four favourite. If he does go for the Ryanair, which he should, I think the intermediate trip is spot on. Um, you can you can throw double figures in the bin. He will be a short price for the Ryanair. And that's what you want is... Uh, is to take a bit of value at this point. Uh, Enver Island, all the back class, two Cheltenham wins. Uh, it could be a third. This is an open question. So anyone come at me about Enver Island. He might get... Um, so Rachel Blackmore will probably ride Alaho, you'd think, because that's she seems to be riding all, most of her Chiefly Park. And not that Rachel Blackmore doesn't get on with the horse, but the, the, Enver Island's familiarities all went on him all of a sudden when he moved yard. And it seems to have... Like, it could be that he doesn't have the back class, but that's kind of too easy at times. You know, he, he was still winning quite well the odd time, and, or sorry, all the time. And even that uh, that Royal Bond win over hurdles, you know, Darver Star finished third that day, and he went on to be third in the champion hurdle that season. Um, yep. Abigadabras in second. Now, I know Abigadabras gets, he gets called a lot of names, but that's another grade one winner. So the form is there for him by Allen. Um, so look, he could. I couldn't back him. I, I think he should be a bigger price, but he, he could well end up with Davy Russell back on as well, Dean. Yeah, or Jack. Or Jack, You yeah. never know what yeah. might happen here. So Jack or Davy jump on. Envoy Allen, I reckon, goes off second or third favourite for a Ryanair. That, that, surely, which... surely Paul's going to ride. Because last year, Paul rode main because it was main. Um, he's not going to give up a 7-4 to four favourite. That's in Willie's yard to ride. He mightn't have a say, though. The, the... Uh, I don't he, think he, he gets he rode, I think... Who rode him in uh, Punchstown? Rachel Blackmore was injured. Sorry, no, Rachel Road Envoy and Paddy Mullins Road. As favourite, though. Envoy Allen Yeah, no, I. She's pretty much riding the majority of the Irish horses for them. Yeah, I can't see Paul not riding them. So you have Rachel and Envoy again, I'd say. Rachel's no downgrade. There's no downgrade, no. What we're saying is we're going to end up with a top jockey, potentially a jockey change, Henry having a dart at this race where he currently doesn't have one because Aflutab won't go and uh, Alaho is obviously with Willie Mullins. Um, I think if the Henry horses come back into the nick that you'd expect them to come back into, uh, Envoy Allen will be a super price. Let's talk about some of the other ones then uh, that we didn't mention and we'll spin through them. Uh, Dill figures quite heavily in the market. Um, I'll go to you, Kian. Would Jana Hill, Jana Dill be in the mix here? Will Willie even aim another one at this race? 
Uh, I'd say he will. I'd say Janadal will go for this race. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to see him going Cold Cup or Champion Chase. Um, he was only beaten two lengths by Allo in the John Durkin. But Allo did look laboured that day. And then he looked like he didn't stay three miles at Leopardstown. Um, yeah, he'd have, a, he'd have a squeak, Dean. But uh, he wouldn't be for me. Uh, just such an envoy lane. I think he'll need a, to bounce back to form massively. He just looks... Looks, uh, looks. Look, nearly, nearly, I'd say he's more likely to not complete the race than he is to win it. To be honest, with the, with the form he's in. So, yeah. I'll be looking for you for a match bet on the day. I would say, Kian. Now I know how strongly. Okay. Uh, you feel against my fancy, but that's fine. That's all good. Willie Mullins could run a couple of others in here. We mentioned the Great White Dope in Asteria and Falange. I guess the only race that Asteria and Falange could go for. Um, at the Cheltenham Festival and Tornado Flyer, you, you've got to kind of argue that if you win a King George, you go for a Gold Cup. We did that last week on the pod. Uh, would you give the Great White Dope any chance in this? I don't think he was coming to win anything at Cheltenham uh, last year behind Chantry House, although some people do, Dave Weldon. No, I think it's a stretch to say he was going to win um, in the marsh last year. Um, you could argue he, he, he might have got the close to Tornado Flyer, um, but. Like he'd be backing him in insurance markets because he's likely gonna fall or do something stupid, um, and he, even me, who was his biggest supporter for years, it, it has lost all out and all hope on him now, um, and it's very hard to, to get behind him. He, he just he, some horse there, and he put. He all doesn't together. go left-handed though either. I, I, I no, he doesn't. Well enough in a marsh yeah. last year, but he doesn't no, go he, left-handed. He doesn't go left-handed. He doesn't go right-handed either though, Darren. But like he, he's fallen. <laughs> at he doesn't want to race. He's fallen, he's fallen at Limerick. He's fallen the punch town, and he ran no race at. Uh, Fairy House last year, where he was safe for a race, you know, and at yeah. Kempton as well. Like, he just, if he puts it all together, he could be the best horse in training. But the likelihood of him putting it together now is very, very, very hard to see. Um, it's it's a wide open Ryanair. I, I do agree if Enboy returns to some level of form, but even on his two runs this year, he needs to improve. Um, the Down Royal race wasn't letting great, and the, the, Leperstown race they completely fell apart but there was three runners he beat Battle Over Dying over two miles like that's that's not yeah, right that's about, you know? yeah, that's true, yeah. workmanlike that's yeah. how it's been described and that's what it was um, I'm totally fine with that you find a Henry horse that ran anything other than workmanlike over uh, that Christmas period and uh, I'd like to know what it was called Journey With Me yeah there you go <laughs> Not many, though, was there? No, there was few, few and far between. Right? Um, there, were, there were few and far between. Um, Dermo, I've got to throw this horse at you, and it's called Melon. Yeah, I think Melon days at travelling at anything less than three miles plus is, is, is over. I think last year he just couldn't stay with them at all. Uh, he was finishing with a bit of a rattle in at Christmas. Now, he wasn't going to get close to the front two, but still he ran out well for fourth. I thought Patrick Mullins, after overdoing the front running last year, probably overdone not going anywhere near the front this year um i know that's an easy thing, thing to do you know last season he, he got criticized for going too heavy at front and then kind of ended up doing the the market opposite uh i think the irish gold cup will more than likely be kind of next for melon he never seems to run a race in that one but uh no i'd say dean the likes of punchstone gold cups and entry balls and all that sort of stuff is where um is where his his future is now yep okay can i throw um, it at you yeah of course of course i was about to throw the rest at you right uh midnight shadow well, give me, okay, give me a price with the fans bet there, Dean, please. I will. I will. I will take a look. Midnight Shadow. Um, it's not priced. Uh, it's not there. So we'll, we can get them to give you one. It's going to be it's going to be big. At this yeah. Point. So off you go. He's 40 to one generally, though, isn't he? I think so. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah he's 40 to one. He's sixth, sixth in the marsh behind Sam Crow. Um, has won a handicap this year. Finished third then behind Cool Cody. Loves good ground. 
Um, second again in the Paddy Power previously as well. Just loves this two and a half mile intermediate trip. And if you want one out of flyer in a race that, that, that potentially could fall apart, there's a lot here that could go up and trip, and a lot that could not go, and a lot that just aren't good enough that are probably underpriced. Um, yeah, this is probably his only target. He's one five four ish now, probably one five eight. Um, could he go to the Paddy Power plate? Maybe. Um, but if he goes here, he's he's definitely got a, an each way squeak. At a big price. At a big yep. price. Yep, fair enough. I mean, I was going to spin through some of these other ones. Fuzil Raffles continues to disappoint every time uh, a gun is put to its head. It seems to uh, seems to not fancy the, the the battle in front of it. Lost in translation, you'd imagine they'll they'll uh, even at ten maybe have one more spin. Uh, Gold Cup. Chakran Porsoir doesn't really get home even over the two at Cheltenham, so I'm likely to come uh, messing around with this trip. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> and um, and then you know, maybe maybe there's one. An eight-year-old trained by Nicky Henderson, who won the last day beating a horse that you like, Dave, in El Dorado Allen. Um, it's a bit of previous in this kind of event for Nicky Henderson, Mister Fisher. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, nah, he's for, not good enough. Sorry, he's probably on. he's probably not good enough. He's not good enough. On, but if you're getting, if you're talking, this is like, like he's a six-year-old now that has yeah. come out of his novice season. We, we we found out continually that when he gets to the top level, he's a wonderful horse. But when he gets to the top level, he's kicked out of the way. As I was going to say, if you're getting 25 to 1 plus and with a more conservative ride than he got last year, he could place. He is unlikely well, no to win. No one's going to give you that. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah, unlikely and, to win. Yeah, I but, know. But the, yeah, the each yeah. way punts at Cheltenham should be that, that there's a chance of them winning. As in, like, Midnight Shadow is such a big price that you're like, that's fair enough. He could easily run mm-hmm. through for third. Um, but Mr. Fisher, we, we just he's too, know. He's too short. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, if last year if you stop a tree out, he's there. He's bang there, and just I didn't. would have been there tree out probably last year. But like, like <laughs> you wouldn't have been the pace they went there, <laughs> <laughs> No, I just I'm sorry. There's horses like Mister Fisher who are wonderful servants, who are Grade Two winners, and every season you hit the same thing where oh, you know, I think he's. I, I'm not copying you now, Dave. But there's uh, people saying oh, you know, I think he he could step up this year. No horses like him, they 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 just don't. Okay, pretty clinical, uh, you know. And Mr. Fisher wins the ride there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, okay. Um, all right. Look, I don't think there's too much more to discuss about that race. Um, I think that is the Ryanair wrapped up. Um, we look forward to it. And, uh, and a few things that would develop. Alaho, of course, has an entry this weekend. So that will tell us a little bit more. All right. Why don't we move on then to the uh, Mayor's Chase, the Mrs. Paddy Power Mayor's Chase, as it's called now. Um, on it's obviously one of the great ones at uh, so it's a great two. I thought it was a great one. It's great two. Um, Concertista, LMA, Mount Ida, Riviera de Tel, put the kettle on, um, and then you get into some horses that you're not really sure what they're going to get up to. Um, why don't we start with Kean here, the mare's chase? What is your fancy at this stage, Kean? Uh, I'll be taking on Concertista anyway. I think she was she's been disappointing the last few beaten last year, then went on the punch and got beaten. Um, scraped home a cork and then won a weak race at Limerick so I'll be taking her on at the prices I think uh, there's a lot of broken hearts with Contestista because you remember your bankers from last year at Cheltenham when you're trying to get away with finding a few odds on pokes to yeah. get you out of a hole when you're back in handicappers all week and uh, she was one of the ones that let them down so I think there's a little bit of heartbreak here definitely yeah um, at the prices at the moment the one I like is um, the Bromheads uh, Gin Online uh, I think that run at Cheltenham that bizarre race behind the uh, Mr. Jogo, she wouldn't have beaten Mr. Jogo now, but I think that's very strong form. I think, like Mr. Jogo was 
was my dragon. My dragon. I'm sorry, my dragon. <laughs> I'm thinking of Mr. I was going to let you away with it once. My <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Drogo, yeah. Uh, I think he was he's one of the best novices around this season, and she was she wouldn't have beaten him, but she was putting it up to him. So I think that's uh, yeah, that's one of the strongest pieces of form in this race, and she's uh, she's twelve she's twelve or fourteen to one there. I think that's a a fair a fair price at the moment. So yeah, she'd be the, the pick of the prices, yeah. Yep, 12 to 1 with fans bet. They go 5 to 2 favourite concertista. Mount Ida is 13 to 2. LMA 7 to 1 along with Riviere de Tell. And it's 10 to 1 bar, those there, Manolan. Yeah, Dean, this is, uh, as always, a race not to pontificate over for, for too long. But LMA, uh, to me now, is kind of slowly but surely coming back into form. Uh, was outstayed last time by, by Mount Ida. I definitely would back her to overturn that form again. Uh, concertista has been excellent. Um, Concertista, bar that brilliant mare's mare's kind of mare's novice hurdle win, um, was kind of found wanting up the hill last year. Um, yeah, when caught. So as much as she's clearly unbelievably talented and she jumps the fence beautifully, like that performance at Limerick at Christmas was 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 brilliant. Um, Ellie May last season she should have won the mare's chase. Uh, Mark Walsh kept. Uh, Carl Reavy was jumping right and Mark Walsh went on the outside of him on the right which kind of kept Carl Reavy straight which which was a very very nice nice thing to do but not uh, not as far as Jason McManus or kind of Willie Mullins were uh, were concerned so uh, it was a bullying job wasn't it you had one monster of a mare in Carl Reavy and Ellie May was just quick and whippet like and just lent on Ellie May the whole time so tough yeah and um, but it, it should have been a case though of uh, it she should have been she shouldn't have been on the outside of Karibi, because Karibi was jumping right, she, she could have really let yeah. that horse accentuate that. So tactically, yeah. it was just Mark Walsh, superb jockey, a huge fan of him, but tactically that was a poor ride. Um, and but I think Ellie May going forward now is just kind of running back in, into form. We know that she'll she'll jump around really well, and at seven to one for a horse that I think should have won the Mare's Chase last season, um, I think she's uh, she's a big price. Yeah, I I have to agree with you on that, Derma. I do think Ellie May is. Uh is tailor-made for it should have won last year and everything is going to point to a big effort this time around seven to one currently uh with uh fans bet looks uh looks a bit of a standout although i have a flyer in there but before i get there i'm going to go to dave weldon um yeah i think henry should run put the kettle on here um ah here we go this is the one yeah like she's not really going to get near shishkin or energamine in champion chase i know she's yeah. defending champion and if you want to go back and defend your title but this looks tailor made for um like she chewed these up and spit them out uh, with her class and her toughness um now she probably have to carry a penalty because it's grade two which makes it a bit trickier but like she's 18 to one there with a couple of places <sighs> that looks like a smashing each way bet to me if you knew she was going she potentially won't go like river river out to tell likely go to the article uh, mount ida jumped right way right um got away with it over the kim your trip last year Concertista, the lads have said, but she's not for me, although she is very good. Silver Forever wants three miles, doesn't want this two and a half miles trip. Gin and Lime, yeah, was good against uh, My Drogo when, uh, over the summer, but that's summer jumping form, really. Um, she was, was poor enough then after that. Um, the Glancing Queen is another one that, that could have a chance. But yeah, like put the kettle on, I think it's too big a price here. Um, Champion Chase winner, loves the track, loves Cheltenham, loves good ground ground likely be getting better by the time Friday comes around and could be on the good side um, yeah she looks a massive price to me yeah even at the slightly more conservative 12 to 1 with fans bet if I you know could get an ear 
um, with the owners. I, I'd fancy telling them that that was the, the owner. Way to John go, but... John Dermody does does listen, um, and um, he's a he's a good man. I think it would be very hard for them not to go back. And I, I know winning it makes sense, but she, she's she she won't do her breeding page any harm by going back for a champion chase again. Like I understand what you're saying, and part of me completely agrees. But just as a sporting owner, would it, it would be very difficult not to go back, especially if. If Henry Completely. starts making noises now that you know she's coming back to form, because her last two runs haven't been good, really. Um, no. Henry has said himself he's thinking about going up on trips, so this more than likely will come to pass. But it's um, it would be very hard, though I think anyway, as as Dave has said already, to to not go back and give it another go. Well, I'll I'll suggest this, right? The owners, as you say, uh, listen um, and fair play to them because. Like, if you go back and defend your title and do manage to put away a Shiskin and a Nerjamin, should they both get there and the others that will turn up? I mean, what, what a wonderful story that would be. And But at eight years old, then you could always come and have a crack at the Mare's Chase the following yeah. year. You'd imagine yeah. she'd still be in yeah. training. So, you know, I, maybe if I was an owner, I probably would lean that way. As a punter, I'm thinking, give me the double. <laughs> yeah, the that's exactly it. But, yeah, <laughs> but that's not how it's dictated. Um, and fair play to them, whatever they've done, she owes nobody anything. Um, and what a, what a cracking mess. Okay, and I'm not going to labour too much on this unless anyone else has a flyer in the in the contest. Jer- Jeremy's flame is probably too big a price as well um, compared to Concertista. Um, she's probably not up to that level, but like she ran Concertista close. Um, was at Limerick or Cork, and she then went to won a race at Nace as well. So like she's 20 to 1 in a place. It's probably too big a price. Like, this race has potential to fall apart. Like Mount Ida could potentially go to a Gold Cup, River Tell and Arcos of Forever and RSA, um, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So it could cut up massively this race. Yeah, I'd be interested if Willie Mullins got Galois to jump a fence at some stage like, and they want to come here. Yeah, the other thing as well, the first and second from last year ran on uh, in a Turles on Sunday. Um, one, Carl uh, Reeve won the Mayor's Novice and then Eddie May finished second behind Alaho in the race Alaho's mm-hmm. going for this weekend. So just keep an eye on that. Will do. Will do. Okay. Um, we've gone through the Ryanair. We've gone through the Mares. We've talked about a couple of the big hitters from last weekend. And it's time for a break here on the Race Hour podcast. Brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.co.uk. And, of course, fans bet all the way through the National Hunt season 21-22. When we come back, it's Saturday action from Haydock and Ascot. And a bit of stuff from Lingfield, where they've got uh, the millions on. So we'll come back after this. You're listening to the Race Hour podcast, brought to you by bookmakers.co.uk. Check out bookmakers.co.uk each and every day for tips, news and the best odds for horse racing. Looking for a new bookmaker and the best sign-off offers in the industry? You'll find that at bookmakers.co.uk, sponsors of the Race Hour. Hello and welcome back to this week's Race Hour podcast brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.co.uk and of course fans bet all the way through the National Hunt racing season 21-22. It's myself Dean Ryan, I've got Dermot Nolan here, Keen Kirby and David Weldon and we're going to get stuck into the Saturday action from Haydock and Ascot and a bit of Sunday action for the millions, not the minions at Lingfield and uh, we look forward to that. Um, coming up this weekend. But before we do that, Demo, uh, a little bit of um, housekeeping here. Um, I think you're giving away some free bets again from the Race Hour and Fans Bet over the weekend. Yeah, so there'll be two £25 free bets during during the Race Hour on, on Sunday again. Uh, so we had two winners last week, so we'll have two more again this week. Um, we'll have uh, an exclusive boost as well to give away during, during the Race Hour. 
on Sunday. Oh, lovely. And yeah. Um, and yeah, and again, what people need to need to realize is that by popping onto bookmakers.co.uk, uh, you can claim the uh, the free bet there. We'll have the links throughout the, the race there anyway. You can claim the bet 10, get 30 and available all this as well, Dean, which is uh, is always good. Lovely. Do get stuck into that free tipping game as well this weekend. The 2 o'clock at Haydock, which is the Champion Hurdle Trial. The 2.35 at Haydock, which is the Peter Mars Chase. And they wrap it up with the Clarence House Chase. You just need to pick the three winners. That, that should be pretty that simple. That should be I very think, simple. To win 200, <laughs> 250 quid. Uh, we're going to tell you the ones to cross off your list as we go through these. Uh, now, okay, right. We get straight stuck in. Uh, the 1.25 at Haydock. This will not take long. Keen Kirby, I'm coming to you first. Uh, Johnny Duvan is running. John Bond is in the 1.25 at Haydock. Any golf shorts? Yeah, looking forward to seeing John Bon. Um, I think of the the tree at the top of the Supreme Market, he'd be my pick currently. I think he should be favourite. Uh, he's a serious prospect. Um, the only thing I will say is he's drifted each each time he's ran this season, so I'd say maybe hold off till the day with the Supreme. Um, he's likely to get a lead in the race from Richmond Lake, which will um, which will help him because he had to make his own running at Ascus, which which I don't think suited him. And I think of all the novice hurdles um, so far this season, that form is is exceptionally strong. Um, he beat the likes of uh, Colonel Mustard, who was placed in graded events last year. Uh, Nappers Hill was unbeat. Monday, Aintree Bumper, uh, L.A. Bell, top-class mayor, was placed at Cheltenham. And just yeah. turn, turning in, they were all off the broil, and John Mann was just laughing at them. He's a super jumper. Um, yeah, I think he's, he's one of the most exciting horses in training. And, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing him win tomorrow. Or Saturday. Five to two on, yeah, five to two on on uh, Saturday with fans bet. He's one hundred to thirty for the Supreme uh, with fans bet. Currently, is the biggest price of those monster three for the Supreme with Constitution Hill and Dysart Dynamo. And uh, yeah, it's a bit unfair to rule out the Dermo's fancy. Well, maybe I'll be a bit strong Dermo, call it a fancy, but the one you've highlighted in your column, Mighty Potter and Sir Gerhard and the likes of those. But he's the biggest price. I do think he has the best form, and he's going to win on Saturday, Dave Weldon. Yeah, he win. Um... But this is this is a proper test now. Um, I can't see them hanging around. Uh, Lebowski, Donny Boy, Richmond Lake, they, they want to get on with it. Um, and Haydock as well can be tricky. Can catch horses out, especially on soft ground, long running. So and he has to get five pounds away. So like while he he'll win and should win well, you you learn a lot about him today. I think on, on Saturday. Um, like there's horses here who are rated one thirty, one thirty five. They're not that far away. Um, it's a lot much much more of a test than he's faced so far. And, of course, as I said earlier, we'll learn, learn a bit with my eye as well on how good Constitution Hill is. Um, yep. Because he put him away at Sandown last time out. Yep. Uh, another run needed demo, maybe. Get a bit more of this busy buzziness out of uh, uh, John Bond. Oh, yeah. He got, he 100% needs the needs the runs. Now, like, um, I, I, I've cribbed and I will continue to crib Constitution Hill from a win point of view at Cheltenham just for that lack of experience. You know, we've never seen the kind of him have to have to worry about anything and that can go against the horse at the at the Cheltenham Festival like that one of the best Supremes ever back in 2011 Dean I, I'll never give up the assertion that uh, Spirit Sun with a bit more experience wins that race um, you know so like I think Constitution Hill has that issue but John Bond won't now after this race um, he'll be as straight as a die I think the concern with him will continue to be what will happen at Cheltenham but you're, you know that's a concern with every young horse really um, but he should be winning this Dean he should be winning it well. Um, I think there's far too much cribbing of this horse from um, from the smarter side of Twitter, let's call them. Um, yeah. I, I just think that he's he's been brilliant so far. Um, he, he's had to go make his own running, and he looks to me like Duvan in that he, uh, he'll he only get better for a stronger pace ahead of him. Um, so he's a horse that I'm just really looking forward to seeing, but I think he he should be far too good and will set up one of the, the best Supremes since that 
that race in 2011 really did. Love it. Love it. Let's hope so. Okay, that's John Bond in the 125 at Haydock on Saturday. Next race uh, we're going to take a look at is the 145 at Ascot. It's the Holloway's Handicap Hurdle. Uh, Irma, I'll stick with you here. Um, we, did, we did a lot of talking about a horse called Stella Magic last time uh, it ran on the pod. This is just over a month ago. Uh, that'll go again for Philip Hobbs and Michal Nolan, but it's uh, it's tight at the top of the market. Likes a Gary Claremont unexpected party. Uh, Phil Dudaris is now um, uh, Nicky Henderson uh, inmate. Where are you going? Yeah, so the Stellar Magic, I probably should have won last time, but the horse that beat him up for up for parole was ran well in the Lanzarote, but never was never really involved. So it, it's kind of struggling to see what form it is. If he handles hurdles, Fieldery is thrown in of 138. Um, really went sour at the end under Joseph O'Brien for kind of whatever reason. Um, ended up running in a pint to pint end for End of Bolger, which just seems very strange for a horse as young as yeah, him. But I don't know what was going on? He he's been he's been moved across now to um to Nicky Henderson's obviously and these this is the kind of horse that Nicky Henderson is brilliant at getting back like I don't know if anyone noticed it last weekend that Mengley can run an unbelievable race um in a handicap hurdle at Kempton and Nicky Henderson he's just really good that that stable is uh, uh, getting a sour yo kind of back again you know even my bite towards the end he was still running with plenty of heart he, he just kind of lost whatever edge was there but like if he can get this horse back he's only seven and he's rated 138 over hurdles and this mm. is a horse who uh, ran really well behind Envoy Allen um, beat Brayside who I think wins the wins the Tracy's Chase or wherever he goes next time was going to give Carl Reavy plenty of it when he came down um, there's plenty left in this horse hurdles is the question he, he seemed to go kind of straight away over fences for Joseph but if he can go back over hurdles and do quite well again Dean um, I think there's a mark of 138 for Nico de Bombal with Nicky Henderson's yard in the way it's been. And it looks like there's a small bit of targeting going on because this horse has been entered a good few times um, the last few weekends without being declared. Um, so if this is something that they've been waiting for with the, the yard as strong as it is, um, seven to one or so is a, a, an almighty price thing. Okay, yeah, I mean, he's, he's the absolute um, question mark in the race is Phil Dodari. If it put it all in, you'd have to be a supporter, I guess. But it's hard to know what you're going to get. I was very strong on Stellar Magic. I'm going to go to Dave Weldon. Yeah, I like Stellar Magic as well. Um, he should have won the last day, as Dermo said, and Ascot should suit better than that long straight at Haydock where he just got caught out. Um, the Paul Nichols horse down the bottom is interesting as well. Uh, Sonny Gino. Um, only rated 125 only having third run for Paul Nichols was fifth behind Tommy's Oscar um, at Doncaster that form is strong he was third behind Barry Kello that form is strong as well and he's been dropped three pounds from two runs so um, off 125 first time in a handicap or sorry second time in a handicap he, I'd say he'll be winning races it's just a matter of when not if um, for Paul Nichols so they'd be kind of two for me against the field um, just to say like the the Craig Nish won this race last year for Nicky Henderson for the same connections. Um, so Dermot could be mm. on something there. I like that angle. I do like that angle. Keen Kirby. Yeah, I'm going to follow in with um, Stellar Magic. He's been a horse who's been in my, in my tracker for a long time. Um, we still haven't seen the best of him. I mean, two horses already beaten in his career. Pay the Piper and Alaphilippe are both rated 140s. So he's definitely still uh, well handicapped. I think he'd come on for that run against um, Up for Parole. And I don't think the form of that race is that bad. I mean, Up for Parole ran well in the Lanzarote, which is usually one of the hottest handicaps in the front two, pulled clear the field. So I think he'll come on for that run at um, Haydock and Ascot. It'll suit him better. So I don't think he'll be out of the, uh, the first four. So I think he's a decent uh, each way shout at about six to one. Yeah, 
big fan myself of Stellar Magic, and I will be there. But if Phil Dodari's uh, wins, especially now that Craig Niche angle is also in play, and Derma likes him, he's an interesting runner, all right? I did think Esprit de Large ran well uh, the last day of them. Um, back over hurdles for Evan Williams and Ivan Wedge. He's creeping into some kind of form, but this is a quick enough uh, turnaround after that and uh, still might be on the watch list for me. Let's move on to the two o'clock at Haydock. Again, this might be uh, pretty simple to solve. Uh, Dave, i come to you first. Tommy's Oscar, we talk about it a lot on this podcast. I think Darren Hughes called it the best uh, British hurdler there is in training. Uh, it'd probably be a <laughs> short enough price for this two o'clock at Haydock. Yeah, he's, also on, he's actually not massively on. He's, only, he's 8 to 11 in a place there. Um, Mm-hmm. Just leaning towards a bet because he's 11 pounds clear on ratings. Um, the horse next in is Hunter's Call, who's a 12 year old for Ollie Murphy. And he likes the Navajo Pass and stuff like that. But he's well clear on ratings. He's in good form, which is the key as well. He's a young, progressive horse. Um, he will take all all the stopping. I think. Um, he's he's a good 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 chance and, and probably one for your multiples over the weekend. Yep, 13 to 8 on with uh, fans bet. Also, the first race in the weekly tipping game, Dermot Nolan. And uh, you may not need to look too far to find the winner of this one. Uh, no, Tommy Oscar wins, Dean. Thank you, Kian. <laughs> yeah, I think um, Dave made a good point there. He's actually a good 8 to 11 shot, I think. I mean, he's 8 to 11 to beat a 12 year old, and then four horses who basically have no chance. So um, it's one over course and distance like the ground. So I think he's. Uh, He'd go off a lot shorter than that 8 to 11. I think he'd go off maybe 1 to 2 or so. So I'd say if you want to back him, uh, start doing it quickly. Interesting. Uh, I think if Paddy Aspel was here, he would remind us that Navajo's pass is still uh, is still a six-year-old with a bit of a future for Donald McCain. He's having an unbelievable season already. Uh, blinkers are going on first time on that horse. He might be the one to get second spot. He actually won the race last year as well. And he beat Boober there and yeah. Paddy Andy. So um, maybe a bit disrespectful of Navajo's pass his chance, but he hasn't been in that same form this year. Oh, definitely not. No. Um, and Blinker's on to try and sharpen them up. They're trying to find the answer to get the six-year-old back and uh, they'll need to get him back to his best to go close anyway um, against Tommy's Oscar. Okay, 2.35 at Haydock, the Peter Marsh uh, Rural Pagai is back for more. And uh, after that run behind Apluta, of course, um, earlier on when getting demolished um, at this very track uh, in November, um, yeah, five to two doesn't look the worst bet, Derma. It doesn't. And he was so far clearer that he would have given all these horses that, you know, the same kind of weight and a hammering anyway uh, last season, even off this mark. So definitely not. This race maybe has a bit more punch to it than, than that one last time. Um, you know, like 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 I couldn't believe that this horse was as short as he was for a Gold Cup off the back of winning this handicap last year. Like, when you think about that, it, it just wasn't sane. Um this is a better race, definitely. The the likes of remastered was 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 definitely going to be involved in that Hennessy, uh, or sorry, the, the Ladbrokes Gold Cup before he he came down. Um, so uh, Empire Steel as well for Sandy Thompson, whose whose yard is going from kind of strength to strength, and Lord Lord Dominil as well as uh, he absolutely adores this track. So he won't have it his own way, but off a big weight um, for. Uh, Benicia Williams and how devastating he was last year. It's a race that I won't be backing in, Dean, but uh, if I had to, he, he definitely will be one that I'd be taking. 11-4, actually, with fans bet is Royal Pagai. I'd be inclined to think that was very solid, Kian. Uh I'm not sure about Royal Pagai. I mean, the last two runs now have been, for me, underwhelming. He was he was bad in the Gold Cup, and I, I thought in the Betfair chase he had a decent... Like, he wouldn't have beaten Aplutard anyway, but he jumps so badly, and I mean... Haydock, three miles and soft ground is is what he's about, and he, for me he was very disappointing. So um, 
I'll be taking him on. See, with... I'm putting that down to the. I mean, I, I, look, I don't know when it happened during the race, but there was definitely an injury. Um, mm. So I'm putting down the kind of, you know, it's still a big enough run that finished second, albeit beating out the car park. But still, um, if the injury was affecting the jumping and we get Royal Pagai back that won here last year. Yeah, I mean, he could make, he could make a show at our price, absolutely. But um, I'll, I'll be backing against him. Uh, I still think Remastered is a well handicapped horse and that. Um, yeah. Five to one with four places each way. I I I can't see him out of out of top four. So for me, he's the bet. Um, he deserves a win this season after what happened to him in the the Ladbrook. So hopefully he can get his head in front. Okay, a shout for remastered, uh, Dave. I know you're already a fan of David Pipes, uh, nine year old remastered. Is that where you're going to lean? Um, no, I was disappointed with him there the last day. Um, I thought he went out a bit quick to suggest that maybe he wouldn't have won the Hennessy um, or the Ladbrook. Had he not fallen, so uh, the jury set out for me with him. But David Pipeshard is probably in better form now. They've had a couple of winners the last few days, and the horse is running well and stuff like that. But um, I'm happy enough to look elsewhere. And I think the key is that goodbye Bobby race from Weatherby. Um, Lord Dominial finished second behind them, but Empire Steel was upside four out, and with ten stone four on his back. Um, Brian Hughes up for Sandy Thompson. I think I think he's a cracking chance. Um, he either finishes in the first two or doesn't complete. So there's the risk involved. But he's an eight-year-old, kind of a, a low weight, um, a good horse. Probably would have won or at least finished second last time. Um, and, and it's five to one. You can play that each way if you want. I'll be playing it win only. Um, I think he's a cracking chance. Empire Steel. Empire Steel then for Dave. Well, I'm very taken by the idea that a 160 horse, which maybe is slightly over-egging the pudding with Royal Pagai, can put these to bed, uh, um, uh, everything it's in favour. Fair, fair play to uh, Richie and Venetia for running them because they could have found a, uh, an easier option where you didn't have to give so much weight away um, for running them in a handicap. It's obviously in good form at home and shown show plenty, um, so you wouldn't rule out his chances at all. And, and like you see it all the time with Paul Nichols, he runs these highly rated handicapper chasers in in handicaps, and they and they win. So he's every chance. He certainly does. There's one in here that did intrigue me a little bit, and I thought maybe has been underestimated, and that's Sam Brown. And I'll be definitely having a saver uh, on Sam Brown. Anthony Honeywell's horses are going pretty well. Um, I don't think it ran that bad at Aintree um, back in December. And uh, there's loads of form in the back end of. Uh, you have to go back a year or two. Sam Brown would be a horse with still a little bit of upside. I know he's ten, but if he's um if he's on a going day, I'd have him in the mix in at double figures. Okay, two fifty five at Ascot. Uh, Palmer's Hill is looking for a hat trick here for the O'Neills, John Joe and John Joe O'Neill Jr. Uh, Derma, I might come to you first here for this handicap chase. Um, what do you like? It's a decent field. It's a very very decent field. Uh, Killer Clown was good last time. Palmer's Hill been excellent twice. Finally realizing that potential of his. Um, and Phoenix Way. And we're to, to, like new etc. That's like they're all they're all winners, you know. So it's uh, very decent form. I can't get away from Venian Desterval here. Um, like he went he went up eight pounds last time for what was an absolutely devastating performance. Like he absolutely devoured the field at Newbury. Um, tore 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 the whole field apart, and it is up eight pounds here, but. Uh, Lucy Turner takes seven pounds off, so the horse is effectively running off one pound higher for that absolutely brilliant performance. And Lucy Turner, um, Venetia Williams trusts her an awful lot. You know, this is a this is a jockey who's fourteen wins from eighty two rides. Like you know, that's a seventeen percent strike rate. Um, 
And as I said, Venetia Williams trusts her quite a lot, which is a statement in itself. So she's claiming seven pounds here. Uh, she'll she'll know the horse very well. She'll know the, the kind of stable very well. Whilst the rest of the horses are winning and they're they're all going up pounds. Fenyon Desterval is effectively one pound higher for an absolutely devastating performance last time. I think he's a better horse than these. He's a horse that's just off the. He's kind of Mr. Fisher for me. Uh, Fenyon Desterval. I, I, wouldn't have much between him. He, he's just off the top level, but he's definitely better than handicap level. And I think he could uh, he could win this and win this quite well. Could be a good 20 minutes for Venetia Williams if that was to happen. Two top weights across two big races on the TV. Fanny and Desterval for Dermo. Day one. Um, I, I like Palmer's Hill. Um, he won well at Weatherby. Was it Weatherby? Yeah, Weatherby. Um, two runs back. And then there was a question about going right, going right hand when he came to Ascot last time. And he won very well. Um, he's gone up nine pounds since. Deserves all of that nine pounds, if not more. Step up and trip from two miles two to two miles five will definitely suit. Um, gets in off a lovely racing weight, as our friend Paddy would say, with, with Fanny and Desterval giving him seventeen pounds yeah. before Lucy Turner's good claim is taken into account. Um, and he's nine to two, four to one shot. That's very fair for a horse who's in good form and is going the right way and has gotten his act together and could run up a sequence as many JP horses do. Okay. Palmer's Hill is the current favourite for the Bet365 Handicap Chase said 255. I'm over to Keen Kirby. Yeah, I have no opinion on this uh, race, Dean, so we can uh, we can move swiftly on. Straightforward, as you like. You can kick us off, actually, with the 335 uh, Ascot, which is, of course, the race we've all been hoping it would be. It is the Clarence House Chase. Uh, Shiskin is declared. Nico de Boinville will ride for Nicky Henderson. Energimine is declared. Paul Tanner will ride for Willie Mullins. And we also have First Flows. No back number in his own right. Rated a 162. He's about £10 off uh, the best of these, according to the handicapper. Kim Bailey and David Bass. And Amula Gold, a bit of uh, adventurous placement by Dan Skelton and Harry Skelton, um, is going to complete the field of four. Um, does this just come down to uh, which camp you're in, Kian, Shishkin or Energimine? Yeah. Uh, thank God they're both declared. I was waiting for like the smallest of things to go wrong with Shishkin and for him to be non-runner but at least they're both running now which still is time. still time still time, time exactly yeah there's still 48 hours to race so it still might not happen uh no it's brilliant it's happening they're two two phenomenal horses um the one thing i will say is i think if Energamine doesn't beat shishkin here he's absolutely no chance at Cheltenham. i think he's a better horse going right-handed um if you watch some of his runs last year at leopardstown and stuff he has a slight tendency to jump to the right so that won't help him and also i think he's definitely better on softer ground um I've noticed here he's actually been well back for the race. He's into six to four already with a few firms, but um, I think I think Shishkin will will beat will beat him comfortably. I think Shishkin is a is is another one of these sprinter sacra altior types. I think he's just pushed a button and he's gone. And when they turn turn for the straight and ask out, I don't think anything will be able to live with him. So um, I think he's eight to eleven there. I think that's a that's a good play. And also he's a four to five and non-runner no bet with um better six five for the champion chase with with best odds guarantees if you back that and i mean if he wins on saturday he's going to go into two to five and if he drifts you get the best odds guaranteed so i think that's a fair shout as well so yeah I'd be uh firmly in the shishkin camp for this one yeah i'm totally firmly in the shishkin camp and you made uh you made some very salient points there 13 to 8 on with fans bet for the clarence house chases shishkin and edgemin is seven to four Nine to one first flow in Amula Gold, eighty to one with our sponsors. Um, Dave, go on, make the case for this Irish Raider, will you? I just think I think he's he's special. Dean. I don't think there's much between Shishkin and Nergamine. Um, Nergamine's bigger price. That's why I'm falling so heavily on his side. Um, 
I think if you run this race ten times, they probably both each win it five times. Um, that's how close it is between. There's only one pound between them. That argument was sensational at Punchstown last year. He didn't get the chance to prove himself at Cheltenham. Don't really see any issue with Cheltenham for him. Um, as Keane alluded to, like Shishkin jumps slightly. He, he doesn't even jump right, and Ergamine doesn't, or whatever way, they don't jump outwards. They just shift. When they're setting themselves, they just set themselves to jump right or left over the fences, and this is going to suit an Ergamine more than Shishkin. Um, Shishkin was very good at Kempton the last day, don't get me wrong, and Ergamine was very good in the hilly way, kicked them out of the way, and they went at a horrendous pace. They were flat out, basically, the whole way, and Ergamine could keep up that gallop. I can see this coming down to an Ergamine's out in front with two fences to jump. Shishkin's coming, and it's whether an Ergamine can hang on, and it's whether Shishkin can can show that turn of foot again on heavy ground to, to get to, to an Ergamine. It's a race for the ages. I'm so happy it's happening. I cannot wait to watch it. Yeah, I'm, I'm in that camp too. I just think Shishkin, though, is the, is the third coming. Sprinter came first, then came Altior. And now we have Shishkin. Dermot Nolan, make a case. Isn't um, a Moolah Gold is a huge price of 100 to 1, isn't he? No. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, there's only four runners and it's going to be quick. So, you know, you never know. Like, uh, yeah, I think Shishkin is Shishkin's only a pound clear of an urge I mean, on ratings. But I, I think he should be a bit more clear, to be honest. Um, I think he's he's just, he's done more. He's he's beaten better horses. Um, he beat the Tinkle Creek winner at, at his ease at at, uh, at Kempton. I really like Anurj Amin. He, he's a monster. Uh, he's an absolute beast of a horse. But I think we're looking at something special. I, I went on a few years ago to preview night about how only really special horses of, of Nicky Henderson's win a novice hurdle at the Shetland Festival, Dean. And one of them, Bob's Worth, That's he actually right. passed away today, God rest his soul. But the, the likes yeah. of Bob's Worth, Shishkin, Altior, and, and Simon Sig, you know. So they're four very special horses that managed to go and do that. And Shishkin, he just, he is, he, he, he's just absolutely effortless in everything that he does. I like him as well because he kind of tends to make it look like he's given the other horse a bit of a chance as well. So, like, this will be an absolute cracker. And isn't it a real kick in the balls for the, the people who uh, who love to knock everything about National Hunt Racing, the, the you know, when is the Lincoln on brigade? Um, that, you know, this season has, has been a real kick to them all. There's, there's people in the kind of cool section of, uh, of Twitter as they would probably like to to kind of put themselves in who knock everything to do with jumps racing uh, we've no doubt that the kind of calendar needs to be fixed but this season the one thing that can't be questioned is clashes I mean the season started off with Frodon coming over to Down Royal for the champion chase um, A plus Tard went over to win at Haydock then uh, was beaten at Christmas by Galvin who, who's a future Gold Cup horse a few days previous Melody Indo went over for the King George in a race that was won by Ireland. Uh, there's been plenty of clashes between the Irish and English at the top level. It's been a very good jump season. Had the ground been be a bit better, and uh, whilst uh, was National Hunt Racing has a lot to fix, including its calendar and everything else, I think the the complaining um, that goes on in horse racing uh, from the public is a lot more to do with uh, trying to score points and look intelligent than actually trying to fix something because we get plenty of clashes. We have an awful lot of brilliant people in horse racing and this this race um please god it does happen dean it just it, it's great and it's a real marker down that um that the the sport is long from dead there's a lot to fix but it's uh it's not a sport to to moan about we've an absolutely wonderful sport thank you demo and look at at this point they're declared 
They've got jockeys. They're getting one's getting on the boat. The other one's getting ready down the road. And um, yeah, it can happen. The three thirty-five at Ascot is the Clarence House Chase, and uh, we very much look forward to it. Uh, Shishkin all the way. What happens if Shishkin wins by ten lengths and Energimine has no excuses? It'll be rated like three hundred and seventy-five. That would be uh, that would be something special. That would be something. What, special. what price okay. do we think Shishkin will be if he does win impressively for the Champion Chase? Ah, uh, two two to one up. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think he'd be a one to two shot yeah. with that, with the distance between now and then, uh, for him to, uh, you know, get there. That'll be about it. But that's all it'll be. Um, okay, why don't we move on? We've got, I mean, Saturday done. There is, uh, of course, the the uh, the millions going on at Lingfield. I don't know why I'm uh, getting uh, getting stuck into that. But the two twenty five <laughs> at Lingfield is the uh, the festival uh, betting guide hurdle. And uh, my mates out in this demo, I'm going to come to you first. Goshen's in here. And um, I think this is finally the time you're going to join the Goshen camp. So I'm <laughs> hoping that, that I'm correct. Yeah, yeah, I got 100%. No, no, of course not. Uh, Darvis Star was excellent last time. He's in great form. Was. Um, yep. Coming back over hurdles here. He was really good back over hurdles again. Chasing is just definitely not his game. Uh, he's a, a champion hurdle turd. And there's... Um, there's nothing else in this race that, in my opinion, has done anything like that. Uh, Bruno for Storm is a good horse. I still think Bruno for Storm is probably going to beat Stormy Ireland last time. The fuss about Stormy Ireland for the Mayor's Hurdle for me is a bit over the top based on that run. Uh, Bruno for Storm, in my opinion, was coming to beat her, um, but which was a monster of a performance when you consider the weight. But Darvish Star is meant to be going. Um, our old friend on this podcast, Keith Dunne, who should be riding. And uh, I think he, uh, he should be very hard to stop then. Okay, Darvastar is the shout there for Dermot. On five to two is the price for Brewing Up a Storm favourite for this with fans bet. Darvastar is there at three to one. Dashel Drasher, uh, doubly declared. A couple of these are actually seven to two. Uh, five to one, St. Felician. And Goshen, the winner, is in there at 13 to two. I'll go to Keen Kirby. Yeah, obviously, we're still waiting for Dex, so it's um, it's difficult to know what will turn up. As you say, there's a lot entered, so this race could uh, could cut up a lot. Um, Darvastar was good the last time out, but I'm not sure will he backed it up. His form is a bit patchy. Uh, the one I like actually is Gordon Elliott's horse, um, St. Felician. Um, he's really unexposed. He's only a five-year-old. Uh, he won at Otoye and then he, he won at Gorham Park and he beat Slip of the Tongue comfortably. He went on to run well at Limerick behind the likes of um, Quilixios and Tihupu. So that's strong form and I reckon um, there's a lot of improvement in, in him. The horse at the top of the market, they're not nine and ten-year-olds. So as a five-year-old uh, getting weighed from brewing up a storm, I think he could be a... a, a a good shout at uh, around 11 to 2. Yep, 5 to 1 currently with fans bet is St. Felician for that 225 at Linkfield. Dave Weldon? Yeah, there's one here now with a massive overreaction to one bad run. Um, Gail Road, he's about 25 to 1 shot. Um, two runs back, he won a two and a half mile uh, race at Cheltenham, won it as he liked. And then he, he ran into one more for the road, who, who you know I like as well. That was over two miles in a race that wouldn't have suited. Um, back up and trip here today on Sunday. Uh, he's massively overpriced in a race that could fall apart. Like I, I, I like Saint Felician as well as as uh, Keane was saying, but I reckon Gordon's fishing for a mark for that horse. Um, I can't see him travelling over. And Darvish and Bruno Storm are, are worthy favourites. Um, but Gow Road is too big a price to ignore in a race that could cut up a little bit. The likes of Hunter's Call and Dash Drasher coming out. Um, at twenty five to one seems massive. Okay, Gow Road, Nigel Twist and Davis. As we say, Dex not fully confirmed for this. Uh, Fully's couple of contests at Lingfield. The other one we're going to talk about is the Fleur de Lise chase. Now, any track that can get Bristol Demai away from Haydock 
and uh, and and tempt connections to go to uh, to Lingfield because obviously Haydock's on this weekend. Nigel Twiston Davis and Sam Twiston Davis will be there with Bristol Demai in this three o'clock. Dave, um, yeah, it's he should be hard to beat. Um, it looks to be a small enough field. Um, you have a good few who are doubly declared. Uh, Faculty Darius doesn't go. Dasher Drasher, I think Dasher Drasher actually is declared for Saturday, isn't he? No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's declared so, for Saturday. Yeah. 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 Um, Lord Manuel isn't going. Remaster won't be going. Pine Destreville won't be going. So this race is going to fall apart, and I'd, I'd say it will leave it wide open for uh, Bristol tomorrow to, to pick up a deserved win away from Haydock. Five to two currently with fans bet. That would definitely be the way I'd be uh, leaning, Dermot Nolan. Uh, no, the the I think he he could be caught out by this trip. To be honest, at, at his age now, uh, waiting patiently showed very little last time. But I'm going to give him one more go. Uh, Christian Williams might just be able to get a bit more out of him. That was a a very tough race for him last time. He never quite showed, apart from one good run in a King George, that he was ever really up to that kind of trip. This is definitely more of his his trip. Um, and uh, this this field could could well cut up. So he's eight to one at the moment. But that that kind of should be he should be kind of better elsewhere than that so i i think uh he'd be the one dean just just to give him one one more go for all time's sake jesus you know he's 11 now for a long time you have a bristol demise one during yeah, the time exactly. we've been doing this podcast over the last few years <laughs> patiently has done its best um okay waiting patiently for Dermanola. i could have scripted that in advance last season lads go- over at the age of 10 he was third eight and a half lengths behind um first flow over two miles one furlong so whilst he's older he's never shown a propensity for three miles whilst bristol demai has only shown a propensity for three miles plus so that's why waiting patiently at his age of 11 considering the lack of runs means that over a trip like two miles six furlongs means that uh, <laughs> probably are getting towards the absolute uh, maximum of his trips and um he he could well turn up here I'm back in my box. I'll get uh, back in my box. Keen Kirby. Keen Kirby, please. Yeah, I was just Restore looking. sanity. Just looking here, waiting patiently. He hasn't won a race since 2018. So <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time between drinks for him. Um, yeah, this race is going to cut up massively. Uh, there's loads of these horses um, doubly entered and entered on Saturday or whatever. Um, I don't I don't fancy Bristol Demoy. I think the trip might catch him out. He's pulled up his last two starts. Didn't jump with any fluency around Haydock. Uh, the one I like at the prices is uh, Kim Bailey's horse, two for gold. Um, made a good seasonal debut last time out at, at uh, Doncaster. And I reckon um, David Bass will have him up at the pace. He's 10 to 1 currently with three places each way. I'd say he'd go off 5 or 6 to 1 and there'll only be 6 or 7 runners. So I think that's a, that's a decent bet to get on now. Okay. Thank you, Kean. That wraps up. <clears throat> All the weekend racing we're going to talk about on the race house. So it is time for anything else. I think a few of you might have something for Friday. Dave? Yeah, just won um, the 120 to Mayor's Handicap Chase. Uh, Legends Ride was second behind uh, Lahan Press, Venetia Williams, the last time. And runs here off 125 as a 6 1 chance. James Snowden continues in good form. Um, will like to track and, and trip. So he has a massive chance of a 6 1. I have him a few points short, and that all right. And just one on Saturday in the first race at yeah. Navin. Evisari runs for Gordon Elliott and Jack Kennedy. Beef adamantly chosen um, in a maiden hurdle last time. Cork um, did it very well, and they were 27 lengths clear at a third. Um, he is a, on my radar now for the, for the triumph. He's got a 33 to 1 shot for that. Former Aggie Can horse, Mick Alford. Um, and if he goes here, I'd be backing him in the 12 o'clock at Navin. 
Okay, that's the 12 o'clock at Navin. Just hold on to your nap there for a moment. Dermo, did you have anything for Friday? Kean, did you have anything for Friday or anywhere else? Uh, on Sunday, uh, just uh, the horse that I fancy to take the Albert Bartlett, Jerry Colombe, is running. Uh, it, it looks like in the novice hurdle, the 130 at Turles, uh, he's definitely worth watching. And it's, uh, it's a serious... That's a good guy, generally. Monkfish won that race in uh, in 2020. So that is a race that can that can definitely throw up a good one. Um, Alaho, Fekker Duderie, Franco de Porter as well are entered in the 315 at Turles, which is, a again, a proper guide um, to, the, to the Ryanair. Obviously, Alaho is just following up his prep. In the 205 at Turles on Sunday, though, is one to know. Belgo Prince uh, went down by a neck to um, to the Greek last time. He'll get in here off a very low weight um, and if he does run, but Belgo Prince has a lovely turnaround with the Greek on that Christmas run uh, for Tony Martin. Um, so was was obviously he's beaten by a neck last time. There's a few pounds now in the difference. Um, off a big price that day as well. This, this race is absolutely nothing special at all and I think that uh, Belgo Prince can, can definitely take that race. Thank you, Demo. That's Belgo Prince. Uh, Kian, I think you had a couple of others to note over the weekend. Yeah, just a few to touch on at uh, Lingfield tomorrow. The 2.25, uh, the Paul Nichols trained Calvadoge. Um, I think he'll, I'm surprised he's not favourite. I think he'll go off, he's 9-4 to four at the moment. I think he'll go off 6-4. to four. I don't rate on the blind side at all. I think he's, and same with Emmeton, I think they're past their best. So I think he's the most progressive horse in the race. And I think, I think he'll go off more like six to four, um, and if he gets his own way out in front, he'd be he'd be difficult to um, to peg back. Also in the race after that at three o'clock, um, I like the Nigel Twist and Davies trains Fantasticas. He won over course and distance at Lingfield at the start of the year, and then he was placed uh, second behind Tree on the True Five, who's a really good horse, and then he was third behind Long Press and the Glancing Queen. At Cheltenham, that's the strongest form in the race. He's the highest rated horse, but he's not favourite. He's 7-2, I think he should be favourite. And one more other tip for tomorrow is um, the 2.40 at Market Raisin. The Kim Bailey trained flirtatious girl. Um, has some very good uh, form behind Game game On for Glory and Rainy Day Women. And also on, on her last start in Sandown, she... Beat Speech Bubble, who absolutely hacked up at Newbury yesterday. So I think she'll win that race as well. She's currently 7-2. And just one more last thing. Uh, horse and Nicky Henderson's won yesterday at Newbury called Walking on Air. Uh, bolted up at Newbury. He's currently into 12-1 for the Ballymore. So another exciting horse to keep an eye on. Excellent. Thank you very much, Keen. Uh, good few, actually, extra ones from all the racing we've already gone through on the race hour, of course, this weekend. It is time... For the naps, Demo, why don't you go first? Give us your nap of the weekend. Um, I will go. Actually, yeah, I'll go with Field Doodery in the one forty-five at Ascot on Saturday. Okay, Field Doodery in that one forty-five Ascot Saturday. Uh, Dave Weldon, nap of the weekend. Um, Empire Steel in the Peter Marsh. Empire Steel in the Peter Marsh. Okay, Keen. Uh, at Linkfield on Sunday in the three o'clock, I'll go for two for goal each way at ten to one. But we're still waiting on decks for that race. So if that doesn't run, I'll go at um, Calvados in the 225 at Lingfield tomorrow at 
Okay, Calvador's uh, Linkfield or two for gold on Sunday, keeping the options Twitter open. Twitter poll, that I, one, Dino. It's just not going to work. It's just not going to work for the Twitter poll. I think, Kian, you've, you've talked yourself if, out of If, if two for gold gets declared, he's an app. But if he doesn't run, it's, we're still waiting on decks for the Sunday race. Yeah, so. the poll will be going up tonight, so it'll be Calvish Door in the poll anyway. Uh, okay, okay. Calvish Door goes into the nap competition. All right. Um, I was going to nap Stella Magic, and so I'm going directly against you, Derma, which I don't think is a bad thing. We'll give the... Uh, We'll give the followers of the race yeah. now a choice, a choice yeah, against that. So Stella Magic is my nap of the weekend in that 145. Derma has gone for Phil Dudery. Um, then we've got shouts for um, Calvadorge on Friday and Empire Steel in the Peter Mush. Okay, we got through it all. That is uh, this week's Race Hour podcast uh, done and dusted. Brought to you, of course, with our friends at bookmakers.co.uk and fans bet all the way through the national season 2021-22. Don't get... Don't forget to get involved with the exclusive offer on bookmakers.co.uk from fans bet, bet 10, get 30, and get involved with that free tipping game uh, this weekend. Look out for the race out on Sunday with the free bet giveaway, of course, two times 25 uh, being given away there, and the race hour boost. We'll do it all again next week, but for now, I'll leave you alone. Thank you. You've been listening to The Race Hour, brought to you by bookmakers.co.uk, your best bet for tips, news, and bookmaker reviews. 